G'day everyone, welcome back to Measure Twice Cut Once. Uh, going along at a great rate of knots here this week on the show, taking you through for the next however long it takes, as myself, Dirk Sumo's projects everywhere on socials, and a man who's actually been in the newspapers this week, throwing his uh, emphasis and uh, attention into p possibly coaching Collingwood for the upcoming season in 2022. So yeah, that'll go well. Built by Chris, or maybe uh, coach of Collingwood next year. How you going, mate? Yeah, great. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I spoke to... Um, who's our president now? That's... Um, Quarter. Quarter. Quarter, yeah. Quarter I spoke Doc. to him, and uh, I think he's still laughing. Yeah? <laughs> he saw the funny side of it? Yeah, he saw the funny side of it. Oh, well, then look, you, you coordinate a, a wonderful workshop. I, I can't see how you can't do that to 18 players on the paddock. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you don't have to train or anything, you just... Uh... No, I don't, if I have... The only way I'd train out there if I ran around, if there was an ambulance following me. That's yeah. the only way I would run around. And, and like most things that happen, everything you buy, you pass on to me, so if, if you don't have success, you can just handball the club over to me, mate. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Yeah, so many scary prospects. It is. <laughs> so um, we had a um, good show last week. Did we? I hope we did. Are we going to go into the, what did we do last week? Routine? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I reckon we should, that? yeah. All right, so, what Dirk. Yes. What did we do last week? Last week was a good show, Chris. We had a, a good in-depth discussion about all things market fair related. So, you know, how the logistics of it work, what do you make? Uh, how how do you mar uh, advertise that you know you've got a product that's um, really good? Yep. Uh, do you sit at the market? Do you consider other ways to sell your goods? I don't know. Yeah, like uh, websites, mm. that sort of stuff. Yep. Yep. So that was most enjoyable. So um, we ha we hope that everyone got a little bit out of that. I and, think yeah, yeah. And the feedback, you know, obviously it's always uh, really intelligent because we have a wonderful audience, Chris. We do. So. Just have to make mention now of um, the challenge going on, James Finger. Why do you always do that, you ask? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the it's like a gang sign, isn't it? <laughs> it is, I know. <laughs> yeah. um, hashtag WoodJigs21 is a challenge, so it's about demonstrating, uh, you know, a construction of a clever jig that you're making for your workshop. Yeah, yeah. And don't, don't just do like a table saw sled. No. Yeah, no. just, you know, try, try something way out there. Yep. It could be a one-off, a one-off jig that you use for just one simple little task that needs to be done. Yeah. And, and also, Chris, um, we'll just make a quick mention of our partners to the show. Yes. We have uh, Nathan from Hamaru. Yes. And we have Scott from Custom Creations. Yes. Both up in Brisbane, been great to the show. Look, if there's anyone out there who wants to partner with Measure Twice Cut Once in the future, mm -hmm. please contact us and... Uh, we're, we're happy to have a chat, so yeah, it's, it's all for the community, isn't it? For sure. All right, so I think we've got an interesting show coming today, mate. Another one? Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, no, I well, think it's going to be an interesting show. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to um, run us into it? Yeah, mate, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about uh, transforming your hobby as a maker into a business Ooh. and all the steps in between. And we've got two special guests Three special guests. Three. One coming Three. in from the UK. Wow. I know. Yeah. So. Who is it? It's not that Carl Pope, is it? Uh, I think it, you, oh, you gave it away, mate. Oh, 
Yeah, Popey in England. Um, we're going to do this in two parts because um, obviously there's a nine-hour time difference and we didn't want to wake Carl up at midnight. I'm going to make it look absolutely seamless. You will. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, Steven Spielberg, watch out. <laughs> Other two guests today will be Jeff Herbig from Herbig Design Co. Mm -hmm. He's in uh, uh, Quinbean. I think it's how, how you pronounce it. Quinbean. Near Canberra, and we also have uh, Leroy Redding uh, from Big Rock uh, Furniture. I think I thought you were going to say Wood, Big Rock Arts or where uh, Bill Clinton came. Bill Clinton, from. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, Little, he came from Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, Sorry, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So two makers, and Leroy's from Sydney. So okay. good to get their insights on today's show as well. So, mm, mm. what do you reckon we hook in on, mate? Let's get into it. I think we should just get into it. You reckon we should practice our handballing if we're going to do the coaching? Right, ready? Yep. Go. All right, Chris. So it's a it's a great honour to introduce today two special guests to the show. Yes. To cover an interesting topic. And um, those guests are Leroy from Big Rock Timberworks up in Sydney. G'day, Leroy. G'day, guys. Uh, yeah, nice to join you. Thank Good. you very much. Good to have you on board. And also, uh, Jeff Herbig from the Herbig Design Company in, Chris? Queen Beanne. Queen Beanne, because I said it incorrectly in the introduction. So <laughs> Queen Beanne is near uh, Canberra. It is. On the outskirts of Canberra. So um, first of all, welcome and thank you for your time today. Morning, kids. First time, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah, and and I already I already like Jeff because he's got a Ford flag there, the checkered Ford flag in the background, Chris. So uh, we're going to go a long way in this topic. No comment. No comment. Don't oh. like butterfly. I have a beautiful butterfly in the background. Yeah, yeah, oh, there it is. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, that, we're coming to that. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> so today's subject is about um, really transitioning from being a hobbyist. Uh, and then going into a, a business, um, you know, taking that leap of faith and uh, seeing what may come of it. So you two fellas have actually done that. And um, before we go into the nitty-gritty, we want to just get a little bit of a background of uh, how you started out and, you know, how you've, uh, what sort of hobby skills you got out of it early days. So, Leroy, maybe firstly we'll ask you, mate. Yeah, so uh, I'm on the northern beaches of Sydney. Uh, I started out, uh, I have a little bit of a different story to most people. So I didn't start um, as a young bloke um, making things and, you know, my, you know, my parents weren't, um, weren't makers or, or anything. So I had no exposure as a young bloke, um, even right the way through school. I never really picked up a tool until I was, um, until I bought my first home and, and I was 30. So um so yeah, so I had no experience whatsoever, and I started renovating my my home. I uh, had a really good mate who was helping me out, and uh, and and straight away he was he was like, mate, you've got a real, you know, real eye for for this, and uh, you know, come and work for me for a little bit. So I started doing construction and uh, going in in that realm, uh, and then I built my first piece of furniture, and as soon as I as soon as I did that, I, I absolutely fell in love, and and it, it's become a passion ever since. And 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 I dove in 
full ball and, and read everything I could, learn every technique I could, uh, built as many things as I could and, and quickly transitioned into a business because I, I just loved it so much. So that's, that's the way I It doesn't really take much, does it, to, uh, to get hooked in this sort of thing? I, I reckon uh, woodworking's worse than um, the most addictive drug on the planet. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it literally took me, took me building one piece of furniture and, and I haven't looked back. Yep. And Jeff, how, how about uh, how about yourself? How did you go from where you were to where you are? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, a, addictive as the most addictive drug, but it's probably just as expensive as well. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I kind of have that. Yeah, what Leroy mentioned the the typical story. I think I probably have that little bit of a typical story. I grew up as a farm kid. Um, you know, where you you make and fix everything you need rather than buying it. Um. I did woodwork and metalwork all the way through school, loved it until the teachers told me I had to choose one. And I chose woodworking and they said, you got to do a proper subject. And I said, no, I'm going to do tech drawing instead. So I started doing design drawing. Um, but I left it. I walked away from it all, went into the IT industry. Um, and probably five years ago now, I went, you know what? It's time to actually get back into doing something I love. Um, but for me, the transition to to business and, and making money out of what I'm doing came from a family need. Um, you know, we couldn't really afford to be pulling money out of the family budget because we were a single income family. Um, couldn't afford to be pulling money out of the family budget to fill out my workshop. Um, so, you know, I've got to make stuff that I can sell um, so that I can fund, you know, building my workshop. And it's kind of just grown from there. I've started making little small pieces and, and now pulling into much bigger custom furniture. In different uh, studio is Carl Pope from the UK. G'day, Carl. All right, guys. How's it going? Carl. Mate, so um, just a little bit of a brief uh, background of you, you starting out in the um, hobby scene as far as woodworking goes and how, how that's gone for you and, um, you know, your journey uh, thus far since those early days, mate. You want to just give us a little bit of info on that? Uh, yeah, so when I, so basically when I left the army, I got a job in a children's home, and uh, while I was there for my little, sort of like downtime bit of hobby de stress, I would work. I would make some bed boxes and stuff like that in my shed at the bottom of the garden, and then uh, while I was there, people just uh, asked if they could buy one, uh, if I could make them one, family members stuff like that. So it all basically started by accident by my by me building the odd bed box or bed feeder uh, in my little shed at the bottom of the garden, and uh, from there it just sort of like spiraled slowly but surely up until where I am now. That's interesting. When you when you say, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's just the accent that's uh, that's um, that I'm not getting here. But when you say it's a bird box, is it? Yeah, bird. Bird. Because I thought it was bed box. I'm thinking, what the hell is a bed box, right? But anyway. No, it's a bad house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bird house. Bird house. All right. Okay. Now that that's all cleared up. <laughs> Jeez, that's interesting, isn't it, Chris? Over over the journey so far with the uh, show and podcast, we've we found that people either had, uh, you know, that training at school. Uh, to learn, you know, trade subjects, or or they hadn't, and and they they came into the craft 
uh, at a later stage of, uh, you know, their lives. So, you know, it's, there's no real rule, is there? No. There's, um, no, I think we touched on it with um, our um, YouTube Uni video. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know. yeah. So, where, I mean, where did you learn your skills? So it was with, a, you said, with a mate of yours. So was he a, like a qualified carpenter or...? Yeah, so he was a, a carpenter and builder, um, and a fantastic one. Um, so, so yeah, so I was able to learn from him and basically um, do an apprenticeship without the ticket, um, and 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 then I sort of went off into a, a different direction, um, and uh, and we, we still collaborate quite a lot. So when he's he's doing a construction job, I'll come on and do the cabinetry, the furniture for that job. So it's, it's a good partnership as well. Okay, so it seems to be working for you. Yeah. So uh, basically, at, at what point did you, you know, fellas get to say, all right, I'm going to give this a go, a red-hot go, uh, because there's a lot of uh, boundaries that you've got to get over, um, you know, to start a business. It's it's something not anyone can do. What, what, what was a triggering point, uh, say, for yourself, Jeff, you know, to say, all right, you know, we're a one-income family. I, I want to subsidise some of our in income into perhaps, you know, uh, getting some more money out of outside of my hobby. Um, so how did that start up for you, mate? Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, I think there's a real key delineation between um, being able to profitise what you're making um, and make money out of what you're making and actually form it into a, full, um, a fully-fledged business. Um, so for me, I still run my business part-time, um, but the step in for me came out of that need to be able to self-fund my hobby. Um, and I actually started doing property maintenance. So I had um, a handful of, uh, you know, sort of hand hand tools, um, you know, general maintenance tools, um, and a couple of cordless drills, and that was about it. And I started doing property maintenance. Um, I, you know, had to, had to go out and make sure I was registered uh, with an ABN, um, yeah, for international viewers, that's a uh, Australian business number, so tax registration. Um, I had to be insured. Um, I was doing a lot of work with real estate agents. So as soon as you're starting to tap into the real estate market for property management, for property maintenance, um, you've got to have public liability insurance. Um, so I went out and got that and was surprised at just how cheap that was actually to get. Um, I was really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to cover that with the money I was bringing in. Um, but I think that was... 50 bucks a month, um, you know, spent less than that on, more than that on coffee. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was one of those couple of little key things that I've put in place at the start. Um, and then it was just, you know, from a hobby perspective, from a tax perspective in Australia, you can actually earn close to 80K without, you know, having to register for GST and that sort of stuff, um, which allows you the ability to really build your business to start with, um, really build into customizing and working out what it is you want to do and what you want to achieve before you go down that really rigorous you know ato tax office line which send you for you know months and months of bookkeeping just to get one job out the door so uh, do you still have um a full-time job that you go to yeah yep oh, okay yep. so it's, so it's still at this stage it's still like a hobby business or so for me yeah still yeah, a hobby so business we, we, are you going to transition into like doing this full time one day? Is that is that the plan? Yeah. So my goal is end of year. Um, I've set myself a goal for end of year to move full time. Um, kind of at the latter stages now of um, sort of making sure I've got 
the savings and structure behind me um, to be able to support the family as I step into into going full time. But I've for about two years now, two and a half years, I've been sitting on that cusp of I can make the step, but I've just got to be comfortable to make that step. Um, and despite you. you know my wife's encouragement and telling me I should you know jump in and do it, she's my biggest encourager, my biggest supporter. Um, I've still you know sat that, back. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've still sat back and not taken the leap, but this year it's it. I've got to do it. Otherwise, is, it'll never is happen. There, is there a little a little bit of fear maybe of making that 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 final leap? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you'd be you'd be crazy not to not to recognise that there's a fear there and there's a risk because you know whenever you go out on your own for anything, um, there's always a risk. But at the same time, you're starting a new job. And there's a risk, you know, every new job you walk into, yeah, you walk into on a probationary period, um, yeah. you know, within three months, you know, you can be booted out the door without a notice. Um, yeah, so there's always a risk um, when you make those big steps. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm confident in what I'm doing now. And I, I know I've got the customer base there. Um, and I know that, you know, that I can support what I need to do. It's interesting, and Jeff touches with the Australian business number, ABN. Mm -hmm. um, look, I'm, I'm, I've been toying up doing that myself, not so much for uh, making and selling products, but uh, opportunities that we sometimes have to make videos for uh, different companies, you know, which is obviously there's an incentive to do that. And so to do it correctly, um, we'd probably have to have an ABN, wouldn't we, sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, but as you said, you can earn up to 80000 Roughly, you know, before you sort somewhere of around that. yeah, somewhere around that mark. Um, Leroy, you you um you touched upon how you you know you you've made that transition across. Um, do you mind if we ask what what you were doing prior and you know like obviously so, yeah. So I'm a uh, I'm still a uh, a firefighter with uh, Fire Rescue New South Wales. So I've been a firefighter for nearly fourteen years now. Um, and our roster structure is, uh, it, it lends itself to being able to have um, another job. So there's a lot of plumbers, uh, sparkies, um, carpenters, builders, um, that sort of thing in the fire brigade. And, and you sort of run, run your business around fire brigade shifts um, because we, we have long 24-hour shifts. We do two of those in an eight-day roster. Um, so you have those six days out of the eight to do, um, you know, a trade or another business. Um, so I've taken full advantage of that. Um, so I, I still, you know, I put 60, 70, 80 hours into the business and still have a, a wage that I can rely on with the fire brigade, which um, is a huge advantage. It, it is a huge advantage for me. So so I have, um, even though there is a risk, like Jeff was talking about, it, it's, it's very much lessened for me um, just having that, having that government wage that I can rely on. Um, so I'm in a pretty fortunate situation. Um, and I've, you know, like I, I put in those hours. Jeez, it's, um, it's a testament though. They, they work pretty hard up north of uh, the Victorian border, don't they? We, we've got to pull our bloody fingers out a bit here, Chris. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just a real, a real hobbyist, you know, we're not doing anything with wine, but, um, but you were saying that um, you had uh, guys there that were like plumbers, electricians, and, and all that sort of thing. That's, that's a pretty good network to be uh, building up there as well, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So 
uh, if you if you know one firefighter, you'll um, you'll be able to you'll be able to have a contact with anything because yeah, firefighters have a whole range of other jobs. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it is a good network. But that leap of faith you you did take, and it was quite you did announce it, or you know slowly announced that, and um, in conjunction with your you know growing YouTube channel and also other social media. Um, accounts that leap of faith must have been a tough call but how did that come about and why did you make that um you know life-changing decision to start your own business and go flat out with it uh oh a, f a few reasons really uh one of the reasons i'd, I'd set myself that goal by 2000 and, was it 2021 yeah, it was 2021. I'd said by 2021, I want to be working for myself. Uh, when I'd came out there, I mean, I'd set that goal. And uh, also the the job I was in, uh, I was I was only earning minimum wage anyway. And I'd gone over to that job just as a transitional period into always thinking that I was going to be going full time doing the woodworking. So my plan was to just improve my skills as much as I could until I got to a point where I knew I could take that jump and, you know, work faster. Because I always knew I could do the tasks, the jobs, the projects, but it was the speed at which I couldn't, I couldn't do them. Uh, so I needed to make sure that I'd got the skills up to speed, that I could leave and work fast enough make enough money just you know to get by uh and then i got to a point where the skills was getting fast enough we we knew we was getting a bigger workshop so we'd have more space so we could do more projects uh and also the job where i was working at uh they i'd asked to be furloughed and they'd said no and it was like a little bit of well lack of flexibility on their part uh they weren't even going to entertain it and so i thought well that's the perfect opportunity then i'll just take the jump now go go at it full steam ahead and if it works it works if it don't i'll just get another job yeah and look um i suppose for say chris who wants to retire in two years and two days or probably tomorrow if he could, he, you know, it's interesting for you to get a, a little bit of context around what's, you know, the next stage of uh, making things that you can potentially make a little bit of money out of. Yeah, for sure. Um, guys, you know, like, all right, so obviously uh, once you're into the business mindset and you start it up, there are things such as risks, uh, hurdles to overcome, um, you know, insurance and liability, and uh, can you can you sort of elaborate a little bit on how you uh, you know contend with that? Well, probably start with you, Leroy. How did you sort of contend with that matter? Yeah, so so I had a business mindset right from the beginning. So um, I, I wanted to get all those ducks lined up straight away. So I, I would advise anyone who's who thinks that they may go down that road at any point, go get your ABN, set up your business, um, and it can be bare bones. It's absolutely minimal um, cost involved. 
and and get your business started with some sort of structure get an accountant uh get some you don't necessarily need insurance if you're not building you know and installing things in people's homes you don't you don't necessarily need that straight away but set up your business um so so you have that you know even if it's just established in 2021 in five years time you know you, you've got a bit of a track record that you can sort of rely upon um, and people do look at that so so set it up as as quickly as you can um and if, if nothing ever comes of it well it's no there's no great investment in it but it, I, I think it's a good thing to to have that business mindset right from the beginning or as early as you as you as you can right okay and yourself good, Jeff? good advice yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like Leroy's being on the mark there. Like if you come in with a business mindset and it's even um, like, you know, we're talking about the ABN and registering with, with the ATO, a sole trader ABN doesn't cost you anything um, and it doesn't actually do anything. So you can create an ABN and have it sitting there. And um, you know, my wife used to do contracting and had an ABN as part of that. And that ABN still sits there and never actually does anything anymore. Yeah. There's you know thousands of ABNs out there that aren't actually active, um, but you've got it there to be able to present when you provide an invoice or a quote or something. Having an ABN on the bottom again gives you that extra level of legitimacy. Um, people go, oh, this isn't some fly by nighter. Um, yeah, this is someone who's actually registered and taking themselves seriously, um, which means that you know when people come knocking on the door looking for something, they know that they can trust you. Um, you know. And, Trust with your customer base is a huge thing for me. Um, you know, I've done some work recently for people who got messed around um, and, and lost out because of someone who sent them sent them packing mm. and ghosted them and took all their money and ran away. Um, mm. So you happens know, setting lot, yourself up. What's that, sorry? Which happens a lot, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, by setting yourself up with that legitimacy right from the start. But I think the other key bit for me as well is um, like, you know, Leroy touched on setting up your business structures. It doesn't even have to be something like my or zero, a simple Excel spreadsheet. And I'm, I'll admit it, I'm pretty terrible at it myself. Um, but part of my transition to full-time is that we've set up a family trust that my business will trade under and we'll have all the accounting done properly. But it, an Excel spreadsheet will tell you what's coming in, what's going out. You'll understand what your costs are worth. Um, you know, and you mentioned, Chris, that you're not quite on the, on the cusp of, of calling yourself a business yet but you know I saw a video you put out a few weeks back of a sign you'd done with the new CNC that that was mm. a commission job so you know that's yeah. that's a paid job you're you're making money out of what you're doing whether, I am whether you call it a business <laughs> yeah no uh, I, I am um so yeah, I'm, it I'm helps you understand I've, yeah I've got I've got yeah. um I've got two years and two months and 15 days before I retire <laughs> um and I'm, I'm gearing everything up towards yeah. that. So I'm using that sort of um, that time to, to set myself up. That's it. And yeah, yeah. it'll help you understand your, your costs and, and how mm. to set your pricing. And um, so that when you're ready to make that leap, you're all there, ready to go. I'm going in boots and all. I can tell you now, once once I hit 60, I'm I'm there. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I'll, I'll be his uh, trainee. <laughs> the apprentice. Yeah. Sweeping um, the sawdust off the floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all right at that. <laughs> um, so ABN, if you have an ABN, does that mean you have to? Uh, is it is it a quarterly mass, or can you do a yearly tax return? 
No, you can, you can do a yearly tax return. Um, you, it, it just goes with your um, income tax. So if, if you're not, um, yeah, a BAS only sort of really applies once you apply for GST. So you, you need to be turning over more than $75,000 in, in the financial year before you, or yeah, if, if you need to be earning quite a bit before you need yeah. to do that. I, I wouldn't want anyone to think it's, it's easy by any means uh it's different when you're self-employed because you've got to work you're working a lot more hours even if you're not on your tools obviously doing you know advertising taxes uh invoicing quoting all that yeah, sort of stuff yeah there's just so much to do so you it, some some weeks i'm driving around you know sourcing materials stuff like that and uh i'm probably in the workshop two or three days and then the rest of it i'm doing other stuff and you and you've got to so it's that it's it's really it really is hard work and also i know it's been my first year but i probably made about when my books went through i was probably about 23 grand down in the first year uh it sounds a lot worse than it is but when you when you take into account you know buying the tools the van set it, setting everything up uh that's not like i've just handed 23 grand over that's money in money out you know you know what i mean in the books at the end of the year uh so financially it's 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 been tough because i pay myself less than minimum wage uh i've got to pay jacob because uh, he's my apprentice uh and then all your other outgoings so but you've got i've got a goal to you know to earn a certain amount next year and I'll aim to improve on, but first year in business, full, you know, full time. Uh, you can't expect to be a millionaire overnight, can you? No, well, a lot of the people um, that I've spoken to here in Australia that, that have got their own businesses, they, they sort of rule of thumb say, your first two years, don't look at it, you're not going to make a profit. Mm. At, least, at least your first two years, like, like you said, you're setting up, you're buying everything you need to, to keep going. And, um, and then after that, it tends to start turning around. So, yeah, definitely, and that's the way I've you know envisioned it. Uh, and then you've got the circumstances what we're in now, like with obviously COVID and everything. So materials are just ridiculously high, uh, and even sourcing and stuff like that. But I'm fully booked up. I'm really busy, so it is ticking over. Good. That's good to hear. Jeff, Jeff, you you have a YouTube channel and 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 it's very interesting because you actually give a lot of good business tips out on that. Um, you know what what was your idea behind that? Were you sort of wanting to help others out initially and you know maximise what potential they could possibly achieve out of doing this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I think I started talking to you, Dirk, about probably what three, four years ago um, when I came across your channel. And you've been you know, encouraging me to go to YouTube ever since then. And I kind of sat on it and went, I don't want to just be another YouTuber who's making more content of building stuff because, you know, there's a lot of that out there. Mm. Um, but I kind of went, you know what, I've put a solid five years in now to building my business and, you know, building myself from selling um, cut down 44 gallon drums as fire pits as my first product line um, to now, you know, custom 
custom dining tables and, and resin river tables and all sorts of custom furniture. So I kind of wanted to share what I'd learned. Um, I went, you know what, the YouTube channel is a perfect opportunity for that to, to kind of share those tips and tricks. Um, and also, you know, along the way I can build out uh, some some few build videos of what I'm making and, and share that with my customers as well and it gives them a, another piece that they can own and another feature to their product. Um, you know, it's a cool story if you can sit around a dining table and show people how it was made. Um, so I wanted to be able to provide that out to my customers as well. Um, but, you know, I've, I've since developed out a coaching program as well and, and the, the YouTube stuff all feeds into that. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy watching because I... I absorb quite a lot of what you're telling the audience and, um, you know, it's it's like in the background, that's a good thing about YouTube, you can always go back to look over when, mm. when, when perhaps if I'm ready to transition into, you know, doing something like what you are, uh, I'll go back and listen to your tips. Um, Leroy, you you were sort of um, contemplating doing a, a podcast of your own, weren't you, at one stage there? Yeah, have, yeah. You, have you managed to get that up and running yet or is that something still on the back burner? It, it's still in the works at the moment. Um, I'm going through a bit of a transition um, myself and, and moving into a, a large commercial space um, coming up. Um, so there's a lot of things going on sort of behind the scenes, so to speak. Um, so, so the podcast has been delayed a little bit, but I, I'm going to focus that podcast on on the business of furniture making. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, to bring that to bring that out relatively soon um, but it's going to be really focused sort of step by step on my experiences and uh and and to help people you know make that transition um across into being a professional furniture maker so i'm excited cheers mate yeah. chris we got um like uh, gold here on, on as our guests well, today know, we'll, we'll be looking up for you guys for uh, further advice on how to do podcasts and uh, <laughs> you know building up businesses yeah. in the future. I'll keep an ear out for that podcast. I'm always looking for something new to listen to. Yeah, yeah for sure. 100%. For sure. Is it going to be... Um, make it podcast. That's what it's going to be called. A what? You can make it podcast. There you go. Nice. You can make That'll it work. in business. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Are you, going to, are you going to accompany it with a YouTube channel or you going to stay away? Um, I, I'll probably... will use YouTube as a search engine. Um, I th it's, it's really hard to find podcasts on uh on specific topics so i think I'll, I'll probably use youtube um as a basically as a search engine it's not going to be uh fancy or anything um but but yeah that, that, there will be something on youtube okay well we've, we've got to make room to uh to speak to another guest that we've got yeah supposedly yeah, yeah. on here so can i just give two pieces of advice that, no. that i found really helpful for me in starting a business the first is find yourself a mentor so find uh so myself as a furniture maker and uh so I, I reached out within the community and the community is so fantastic to really um inspiring furniture makers and built a relationship over time and 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 found a, a fantastic um set of mentors that that have been able to help me and and it is absolutely invaluable to be able to speak to people who have been through um, that journey and 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 uh, at the place that you want to be. So reach out to people, and uh, you know, not not everyone's going to be interested in being your mentor, but you might be able to find someone, and it's it's absolutely invaluable to do that. 
Um, and the second bit of advice would be to um, go to um, uh, like woodworking schools. They're all over the place. Um, up your skills and 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 don't don't be shy to think. Well, I'm trying to be a professional, so I've got to act professional and. I can't reach out to people and up my skills. So, like, I've been down um, and been to Phoebe Everall's School for Wood. Oh, yeah. wow. She's a fantastic teacher and, um, and and she was able to up my skills and, you know, I've got a, a course booked in with Bern Chanley to make one of his beautiful chairs. Um, and, and it's just about upping those skills, um, even though I'd been in the professional realm now. I, I still have so much to learn, and 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 the beauty of woodworking is that it, it's a never-ending, uh, you know, yeah. landscape of, of learning, and and that's the thing that appeals to me the most. So so don't be afraid to to get out there and learn from from all the fantastic makers that that give those um, those, those those great opportunities to to learn. That's actually great advice. It is. That is fantastic yeah. advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as as far as I'm concerned, um, you, you never stop learning in this caper. You know, you're you're always learning some new skill. And um, Phoebe, um, I've seen a few of her uh, like the the TimberCon videos that she put out, and she she seems brilliant. She, she seems to know exactly what she's talking about. So that's that's really really good advice. Yeah, and there's lots of those people that out there. You just you just have to you, you find them, and they're um they're giving wonderful people. So search them out. And Ed, a mentor. Do you want to be my mentor? Yeah, mate. Okay, cool. Um, any other last pearls of wisdom from you, Jeff, that you can, uh, you know, give the audience? Yeah, yeah, I think a couple of couple of key ones. I think uh, the mentor ones are an awesome tip, and I think it's you know not just in in business, but I think it's always a good a good thing to have. One addition I'd add on that is. Um, when you approach them, know what you want. Um, so don't go to them and say, hey, will you be my mentor? Because then they've got to sit there and think about it. Um, but mm. go to them and say, hey, look, this is what I really want to learn. This is what I think you can give me and where I think you can help me. Um, but like my, my pearls of wisdom, um, you know, for guys that are just kicking off, I, I talk a lot on um, sort of hobby and beginner groups on, on Facebook and stuff. And one of the big things I always say there is don't think you have to have the best to get started. Um, you know, you can start your business with with cheap tools. Um, you know, I've still got Royobi One Plus tools floating around my workshop, and they're still the basis for a lot of my stuff. Um, I love a, a nice new spiral head thicknesser, but my little five hundred dollar um, Sydney Tools branded, you know, whatever their box brand is, um, unit still does me good five years on from when I bought it. Um, yeah, you don't have to go out and buy festivals straight away, as good as they might be, um, but you can work up to it. Um, and upgrade as you go. Um, I think well, the other one that I would throw for, for product makers um, and content makers, because I know there's a lot of content makers out there, um, is know who you are and know what you want to um, brand yourself as. So I, you know, I've set myself up to be a furniture maker. Um, I do a little bit of content stuff. So I've done some content stuff for some of the um, woodworking companies around um, Australia. And my discussions with them is this is who I am. But, you know, I'm not out trying to, you know, sell product. I'm not trying to, you know, tell you that everyone that you've got the best stuff, but I'll show you how I use it and I'll show you how I work with it. Um, I think if you know who you are and know what you're selling, 
that comes across as you're, you're talking to customers, whether that's content customers or product customers. So, Carl, in, in like summer, summarising what you've told us here, um, do, you, do you find like, all right, you, you give yourself a five-year plan and, and um, is, do you see the, the rewards outweighing the, um, you know, the negativities of uh, making the leap of faith to start your own business? And do you, do you think that ultimately it's going to be uh, something like Jacob will take over one day or... It, it'll it'll keep working in with the YouTube as well. So, you know, you, you, you sort of got a multiple type of uh, um, income stream. You think that's going to be what you're looking at? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said before, I wouldn't, you know, I don't, it's not a, an easy step to make, but at the same time, I would, I'd never go, I'd never go back to working with someone else now. Now yeah. I've done this, it's like, I've realized that that you know it's what i should be doing just working for myself uh yeah and like you say it, it, it's about diversifying in it. it especially in these current times so at the minute i'm doing the woodworking classes uh, so i do these beginner woodworking classes every wednesday night uh obviously i'm doing my youtube stuff uh i'm working i've done some work for local authority at schools uh you know with troubled young boys and uh teaching them woodworking and it's 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 about having these different venues so yeah i can't make as much money off the fitted furniture because the price of materials and stuff like that but diversifying as much as i can and just evolving the business so when jacob takes over in years to come you know it's a thriving business so yeah i'd never go back it's it's definitely worth <laughs> definitely worth all the the hard work yeah, well, I wish you um, every success, mate. I really do. Me too. And, yep. Good on you, Carl. And thank you very much for you know giving us your time, being a Sunday morning over there in the UK, and we really appreciate it. And we're going to have you back on, so um, beware. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you're um, hope you're feeling a hell of a lot better too. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just uh, sweating a bit. <laughs> <laughs> No, no worries, mate. All right, thanks, Carl, and we'll um, no worries. we'll uh, we'll have you on the show again. And take care, buddy. Lovely, for sure. See you later, guys. Well, Chris, mate, fantastic advice from a couple of outstanding gentlemen here. And yep. guys, we we thank you so much for uh, lending yourself today and giving this advice for free. And hope that people listening and watching can. Uh, possibly one day transition into a business from their hobby as well. So for sure. Yeah. For so sure. We, we thank you very Thanks, much. And um, wish you all the best future um, fortunes that may come your way. Thanks very much. Thanks. Much so from, what, from what we're hearing, um, I think success is uh, a big part of your lives. I reckon you're going to be really, really good at what yeah. you do. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Well, that was a that was a really good conversation there with um, Leroy Redding and uh, Jeff Herbig, and also we uh, filtered Carl in there at the end because yep. um, yeah, we time differences. In. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slot so him in there somehow. Just good to hear uh, how perspective that they have on you know transitioning from hobbyist into uh, in full employment into in business. Prospectively, yeah. like Carl, Carl has 
now taking that, you know. He's taking full the full time. plunge, yeah. Yeah, so, um, no, we uh, appreciate that and uh, we hope that uh, you have as well. A lot of good advice from uh, oh. both Leroy and uh, Jeff. Yep. So, yep. And you're, you're going to take a, a few of those pointers oh, on board? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to make the... Uh, I'll, I'll be making the leap in about two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, awesome stuff. So, mm -hmm. thank you to those fine gentlemen. So, what are we doing next week? What could we, what could we be doing next week, Chris? What could we be doing next week? Next week's show... Chris, we, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a different tact. Um, well, not really, but it, it's something to do with, uh, I, I want to title it, Never Look Back. And um, that can be stressed in a way that things you've done that have gone wrong or even friendships you've had, uh, are you going to go back to those old friendships? So it's a, it's a bit of a metaphor for life, for making, for okay, yep. creativeness. And it's just interesting to put that out to see what uh, people's thoughts on, you know, that type of subject would be uh, as far as their lives go. Okay. So, you know, yep. just something different. I yeah. think so, yeah. We don't always have to talk about woodworking and stuff like that. No, no. Yeah. And, you know, like people people probably, we, maybe we should get some people who do metal work, fabricating and uh, even leather work. Mm. So what's what do you think, guys? Do you, do you really want to hear about uh, specialised trades, you know, outside of the woodworking sphere, because we do tend to go down that. Yeah, we tend to waffle on about woodworking a bit, don't we? It's what we do, because, yeah. yeah, but um, right. you do a bit of welding and that, so, yeah, you know, yeah, you've, yeah, got, yeah. you've got hat in each, buddy, you know. Even even resin work now, I suppose, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Starting to build up its own little following, in there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, I think we've got to break down the barriers on CNC and things like that, too, yeah. because... You know, you, you still get the feedback. I see it in forums. People go, that's not woodworking. If it's not woodworking, what is it? You know, it's, you've got to have the intelligence to program something to do the application to get a result. So yeah, it's no, still... Look, yeah, no, I, I don't agree with that, that it's not woodworking. No. I, I think, um, you know, you, you've got to learn to move and, and mm. flow with all these things. Otherwise, you know, if we didn't, if we didn't embrace change, yeah. we'd all still be driving Model T Fords. That's right. So... And it's the next step up from what business does anyway. Yeah, exactly. So they in, exactly you know. right. So thank you to uh, Nathan from Hamaru, Scott from Custom Creations, yes. uh, our partners to the show. Please, uh, if anyone out there wants to be a partner to Measure Twice, Cut Once, give us a get in touch with us and yep. um, we'll be more than happy to, you know, have a chat. For sure. So all things being equal, we shall return next week looking quite as handsome as we are now. It's harder to pull that in, isn't it? Lucky, luckily, we, uh, we we look better in black, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was going to wear my uh, yellow uh, t-shirt, but oh, yeah? uh, <laughs> I haven't got the white angle on the camera. A bit unforgiving. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, and please subscribe if you haven't, and um, hit the notification bell and all the good stuff, and tell yep. your mates, and your friends, and your pets, whoever wants to have a have a look in. Yeah. Let everyone know what we're up to. Yep. Till next week, I'll say hooroo, and I'll say bye for now. Oh, show off. You're oh. doing it now, are you? You can do it here. No, 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 no. I no, no, no. want you to do it. Here. No, no, it's all yours. No. It's your job. Stick your clapper up your cracker. Stick your clacker up your clacker. That's it.
Is it recording? Yeah, it's good. It's on. Oh. Why would you clap if it wasn't? I don't know. Practice run. Don't put this on the bloopers. No, I won't. It'll look silly. It would. What was on last week's show? I don't know. <laughs> uh, have you got the clapper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, look at how professional you blokes are. Now, get it in so it's yeah. nice and close so I can read it. That's it. <laughs> Beautiful. Take you down to the pub, get a couple of pints into you. Yeah, a couple of frothies. Yeah. Pot hey, on a palm. Are you allowed to wear a baseball cap in pub in Australia? Yeah. There's this guy on the exchange in my yeah, regiment. It just depends on which pub you go to. If it's a if it's a higher end pub, then no. Um, but the ones we usually go to, you'd be lucky to be wearing wearing clothes. <laughs>